0: Welcome to Talera Talks, the business English communication podcast for non-native professionals. My name is Paula, and I am co-hosting this show with Simon.
1: In this podcast, we're going to be covering communication advice and tips to help express yourself with confidence in English and professional settings. So we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Talera Talks. Uh, my name is Simon, and wherever you are, I hope you're having a great day. Um, today is a very special episode, one that we haven't done um, anything similar to this one before. Um, and yeah, I think it's one we've been looking forward to. Um, it, we do have a guest today, um, and it's a guest that I think, Paula, you and I are, are pretty excited about now.
0: We are very excited about this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, great. And so I'll, I'll give a little introduction um, for our special guest today. Enat um, Ebraham is a systems engineer at Salesforce, Having worked in several positions within tech, such as a testing engineer, technical specialist, project manager, and systems specialist, and that has deep experience in the field of software engineering, and as well as working in and leading teams internationally. Um, and that's been working with Talera for almost now for two years. Um, She's been taking lessons from uh, one of our very special trainers and at this point has almost 60 sessions or I think a little bit over 60 sessions at this point. Um, So today is just going to be such a great opportunity to speak with one of our very own students and for everybody to kind of get a sense of number one, the types of awesome students that we get to work with um, because I think that is exactly in a nutshell, uh, who you are as just, you know, our typical awesome student that we get to work with. And yeah, it's a great opportunity for all of us to hear what has worked for you, your journey uh, with English, and we're just, yeah, very excited to have you on the show. So welcome, Inat, um, if you don't mind telling us a, a little bit about yourself.
2: Hi, Simon. How pa- Hi, Paula. Thank you so much for having me here today. I am super thrilled and excited to be here. And yeah, I would really like to share uh, about the tips. How did it work for me with my learning English adventure? So let me start with, thank you so much for the introduction. You did it very, very well. Um, (laughs) So I am a a systems engineer at Salesforce. And I'm part of the business technology enterprise operations team at Salesforce with 70,000 over Seventy thousand employees. Everything is so huge and so big, and this is a global uh, company, of course. And I'm part of a global team. And what we do is we support internal departments wherever they use Salesforce for ne- their need. So we do kind of Salesforce on Salesforce, and we play the role of customer zero. And we make sure, for example, I'm part of um, the supporting, the support engineers and managers. And our responsibility is to make sure that, just an example, a support ticket, since it is raised by the customer and through its lifecycle, and until the very end of it, hopefully with a satisfied, happy customer, everything is uh, works smoothly. And we are in charge of the technical aspect, as well as I am... in in communication with the Scrum team, the developers and product managers, business analysts. So I have so many um, uh, wide audience that I'm in contact with uh, day in and day out. And my team, I am the only team member who is located in Israel. So I wow. I live in Herzliya, which is uh, 15 minutes by car without traffic from Tel Aviv, northern e, to Tel Aviv. E
1: point there without traffic. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: And um, yeah, so as part of this global team, I have no one to speak to in Hebrew. I have no one to exercise my Hebrew with. <laughs> it's only it's only English. I have uh, a lot of uh, team members, colleagues in India and in America. And since we are supporting uh, the support um, uh, department, yeah. I am getting into one on one calls, I wouldn't say every day, but very, very frequently. And I'm talking to people, Japan, Australia, um, UK, and wow. uh, Amer, of course, and India. Yeah. So my, my role, uh, English plays a key role. key role for my day-to-day work everything is in English it's not like okay there is a presentation to to deliver ah would it be in Hebrew in English (laughs) it's not a question (laughs) so in order to get through my day-to-day I I use English and the tools and I'm very very happy that as part of uh, being a Salesforce employee I'm getting everything covered because we have this amazing benefit of educational reimbursement, where I get everything covered. I mean, the company pays for it. Wow! Because uh, you can use you can use this budget annual huge annual budget for anything that makes you do your job better. And as as I mentioned, being yeah. part of this global team, English is a very very commonly used. Maybe the, the one of the most uh, commonly used for me. So, yeah, this is, uh, I think this is for the professional. And I can share with you that I'm happily married with three kids. And I love yoga. I exercise wow. yoga. Yeah. And meditation. And recently I started a new hobby where I paint very, very poorly skills, but I really enjoy it. I find it like a flow. Oh. Kind of. So this is, this is amazing. Yeah. I believe this is uh, about me in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, that's, I mean, that's so, so, I think it's so fascinating number one with the the professional side of, of, I mean, everything that you're doing, I think you're like, the job title was so long. The team's uh, title is so long and all of the different, you know, important points of contact that, you have to have that are all in English um, that's I mean that's amazing and then number two it seems to me that and correct me if I'm wrong but I, I get the feeling that you're like a continuous learner if you're just jumping into to painting you know and, and just kind of going with it I think that's that's really cool that's really cool
2: that's right I'm a long-term person and I see things as a process and not in a one shot I can listen to the specific uh, Talera podcast chapter four five times, even <laughs> yeah. I really like to get all the angles and I'm not the same person uh, as I listened to it five uh, weeks back. Right? right. So I'm checking in and yeah. listen and, and getting more and more uh, practice and yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, so, so I'd love just to kind of, uh, rewind a little bit and and just to kind of talk about your english learning journey you know what was what was it like um for you to to start off maybe in school learning english and then what was that jump like getting into the professional world and and what was your what do you feel like your english level was like at that point
2: yeah so going back then to the high school my english was very poor i almost couldn't understand what the teacher was saying to us. Like, what was the instruction? I remember I'm, I'm asking my friend, what is up to? What is this? What is this? I, 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 it was very poor these days. And getting to the university, the need got uh, more and more uh, uh, important. But it was still like nice to have, like more of a reading skills, of uh, articles that I needed to use. And yeah, I, I understand, and my inner voice was telling me that whatever I choose to do in life, English will be there and will have will play a pivotal role. And this was correct. So I knew it is going to be a long shot, and I I didn't give up. Uh, this is something Paula told me. I didn't throw in the towel yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: and I, I um, really knew it is going to be a long journey and I love it I mean yeah so coming to the to the high-tech uh, world and the IT world then the the need became more and more crucial as I as I went and being part of a team which some of my colleagues were there in in Amer or had to travel to a customer site to deliver training in English, right. then it, it became yeah, um, more and more crucial. And as a backwind, I, I, I live in Israel, and in Israel you can get, you can consume every written text in English as well. Say it museums, if you are going to the zoo or signs on roads. And I'm trying to not to be tempted to go to the Hebrew side, but at least even read both of them. This is how I started. I, I Back then in, in the university, I, I felt like it's not enough. Like the professional um, um, terminologies and, and English was not enough for me. I wanted it to be more generic and more wider. So I had to the library and borrowed the one book in English and Hebrew. And I read it in parallel. So it was The Client by John Grisham. And (laughs) I read it very thoroughly, like the paragraph in English and then the same paragraph in Hebrew. So I'll make sure I got the gist of it. Oh, wow. And this was a great, great exercise. And as you mentioned, this is a long term. Like I hopefully um, or luckily I I have this, um, this patient. Yeah. That is awesome. It's it's almost hard to
0: believe that you're saying, you know, that your English wasn't that great when you were in high school, because now we'd listen to you and you're obviously able to convey literally anything you want to. But then you start listening to your story and your learning journey. And that's you have the the exact, you know, the perfect personality to to actually make it. Because then, as you said, you went to the library. You took—it's amazing that that thing that you did, where you went to the library and started reading uh, this John Grisham book in parallel, and and always taking the chance to um, to keep improving and getting getting better. So it's awesome. What are some? Um, I'm super curious to hear. So when when you started working in an international environment, your English was already pretty good, right? You just said that you were lacking that that click, that made you really feel confident in, in professional settings. What were some of the challenges that you encountered in terms of communication?
2: Yeah, I believe speaking up is something that uh, it's it's not, uh, I didn't feel confident because I think objectively, it's not a, a straightforward thing to do.
0: Right. But
2: as, as I uh, build the confidence and Paula, I said this many times to you, thanks to your Thousands of tips and tricks and tools. I would say that uh, the feeling where I can convey my message or present my idea or share my thoughts or getting my point across or shed some light on a specific point, this itself pours me with so much confidence. And I cannot tell you even the feeling because, you know, in Hebrew, the word to define something is like you, you put a fence around it. So it is limited, but my feeling is unlimited. Mm-hmm. Like I can say, if I, if I, I'm missing any word or I'm, I got a blackout, then I have so many others option, other options. Mm. And I keep learning as you, I'm echoing you, Simon, at the end of every podcast, keep learning. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm echoing so many of your tips and and I have to hear it so many times. Then it, it's fun. I, I, I totally, um, recommend on enjoying the ride,
1: you know, so there, okay. So there's kind of two things that I'm thinking about where we, when we work with so many people who are working in intense jobs and it's high pressure and they're very busy and they work so many hours a week. And it's like, where, you know, one half of me says okay you need to find the time you need to find the the motivation to to keep you know keep going and now you've done like oh, over 60 sessions you know with Talera which is awesome and like I, I i sometimes i wonder what is the mindset that students that that's worked for you it seems like it's been more kind of okay i'm taking the the long view i'm taking the a kind of systematic step-by-step view and this kind of patience of of not comparing myself with English speakers that are that are more advanced because I see that I hear that all the time is like this person in my team you know she's just so much more advanced than me and, and I f- it makes me feel like that and it it can hurt the confidence so was your mindset this kind of step-by-step like how do you take that in everything this kind of long-term like let's just you know, build slowly.
2: I think yes. The answer is yes. And like on my yoga mat, <laughs> I do not compare myself to anyone. Like the yoga mat is a microcosmos micro of my world, right? So, see, on the day I have a session with Paula, this is like a celebration for me. I, I wake up and I'm I'm so excited and and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm telling my husband at this at this hour, I am on a on an yeah. English session, I need quiet. And I think that the mindset um, to be curious and unlearned thing mm-hmm. and think of even to learn about my culture. When Paula told me not we are going to be some, we are going to record some sessions about how to communicate with, then I looked up for some articles about the Israeli culture and I learned so many things it was such a like a reflection for me to learn things about my own culture which was awesome total awesome I really enjoyed that and you say that you have to find some time to learn while hanging the laundry I I uh, I'm listening to the podcast while walking to the yoga studio I'm listening to the podcast. So I'm trying to do, as we said, uh, time is a very uh, crucial and limitless resource. So we have to uh, smartly use it. I'm trying to do it in between. And one other thing is like being a parent, I'm playing like an example played by the example for my kids and to tell them and show them how crucial is English. And one little victory is my teen went last week to the library and said, mommy, I want to get better in English. So she borrowed an English book and she started reading it. This is like. <laughs> You're a good role model for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thank
2: you so much. Thank you so yeah. much. I appreciate. And and I think just there with
0: what you were just saying, you've given two incredible pieces of advice for people to learn. And one is you really need to enjoy journey you need to find i mean when when i hear people saying i don't like english i always think english is just a tool it's not something you should like or not like it it's a very very powerful tool that will open you the doors to you know meeting amazing people and getting great jobs so find something that you're really passionate about and then start um start learning about how to say things and understand things in english and for you you know we've talked about culture a lot that's something i know you're passionate about so we've really talked about it and it's been it's been a way of uh you know okay this is what i'm interested in let's talk about it in english so that was one enjoy the the journey and the other one that you also mentioned is make it part of your everyday life and I know apart from the job and you said everything happens in English you also have and you've mentioned this uh, to me in the past that you also even make a point in in meeting and having virtual coffee dates with some of your colleagues and friends overseas and that's a chance for you to bond but also to practice your English and well hanging the laundry like doing the laundry and and going to work so. That's just great. I think it's
2: thank you so much, Yeah, And, and lucky luckily enough when I enrolled in the course with Paula, Paula was so flexible to hear what I'm interested in and everything is so tailor tailor made to my needs. And Paula, can you tell what's a nut's favorite in English? It's easy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, that that I would say idioms is pretty high up on the list. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, you got it. So idioms are my favorite.
0: <laughs> Which, by the way, we have a uh, uh, the idioms uh, the web the webinar on idioms. Uh, we're doing it again. So for everyone listening, we'll also send some some links so that people can sign up. You know, for it. Amazing!
2: Cannot <laughs> wait uh, to
1: hear that. Uh, you know, that's one of those things. I think that. Um, you talked about like, what's the thing that you really enjoy and then work with it like that. And, um, you know, if, if, anybody ha- has let's listening, has done a sessions with that then, then they know that that's kind of the approach we take, right. Is like, everything is, we try to make it as tailor-made as possible. You know, what, what is interesting and what is relevant to you, like the individual, you know, the individual learner, it's your journey, it's your, you know, what are, what are you doing? And, and so Aside from your sessions with Paula and, and, and Talera and, and the resources and all, all of that, what have you felt like has worked for you kind of, you know, like that? You talked about this kind of immersion, right, of, tr- of tr- putting yourself in English situations as much as possible. What else are, are, are you doing kind of outside of Talera to, you know, kind of help with that or, yeah, improve that even more?
2: Yeah, so reading books, I'm trying to do this in English, which is, uh, I don't have much time to do that. But when I have the time, uh, I have this little inspiration, everyday inspiration that I'm reading. This is a book uh, written by someone from India. So this is in English. And I'm trying when I uh, watch, again, very rarely watch any Netflix series, Mm -hmm. this would be a either with English, um, the, the spoken language is English mm-hmm. or subtitles or both. My kid knows if they want to invite me to watch with them, they know that one of the parts should be in English. And I'm trying to, to keep learning and spot if I talk with Paula about a specific idiom, I would see how other people use it. And I'm uh, trying to be an active listener Mm. on the weekly meetings this is on my day-to-day job and I'm trying to be there to play a dominant role as I can and again my Israeli personality with the courage directness (laughs) and everything else we discussed I think this helps me a lot and this is like a kind of a combination of a mixture of all of these things but everything if I can uh, say I, I, I'm i going to the museum, I'm trying to read the science in English, I'm trying to consume everything, as you said, immerse myself in everything in, in English and, and practice, 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 like celebrate this virtual coffee and mm-hmm. use the idioms with the, my American colleagues and ask them, how do you use it? Yeah. I learned to say that, that I'm busy in so many ways. I'm in over my head. Like <laughs> that. This is very, very nice. I really like it.
1: W- were you ever shy to like, to ask colleagues, you know, Hey, what's, what's the right way to say this? Or what's the, like, did you ever feel, mm, you know, I, I would like to, but I don't want them to, to, to judge me somehow, or I don't want, them to maybe think that i'm not as high quality a professional as i am because did that ever into your mind or, or were you just like i'm just gonna ask and and see what they say and, and that'll be fun
2: that's a great question it depends on the audience if mm-hmm. if i'm on one-on-one i feel i can ask almost everything that is not, as we said, not religious right, right, right. <laughs> politics or sex, but uh, right. all others, uh, uh, of course, I, I can. You see, at Salesforce, sometimes I'm part of so large uh, audience uh, meetings, can yeah. be even over 40 people. <laughs> yeah. So there, I, I would never ask and would yeah. never even dare <laughs> to speak up. It depends. But uh, Yeah, you're right. Uh, I have so many colleagues uh, that we have the spiritual coffees and I can find the time, the right appropriate time or set to to raise my my questions. And I always have Paula with me, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah, there you go. You always have your own uh, private tutor there ready to to help you. It's
2: amazing. Can you imagine? I have my own my own teacher. One, yeah, on one on one, over sixty hours. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm so thrilled about it.
0: So am I. So am I. And so you've, you know, you you've talked about how large Salesforce is and how international it is, and and this is part of your day to day job and life pretty much. And even if everyone speaks English, everyone comes from a different background and they they have their own culture, and that's something we we somehow we we bring it to our English conversations our culture it's still there so have you ever noticed any differences that were perhaps at the beginning were shocking in terms of how people communicate you know from different countries and different places around the world
2: yes definitely yes I remember one it was in another company one meeting we we were in and the the spirit there was like yeah, of blaming and you didn't do your job and that's it. And then I had a fireside conversation with my colleague, American colleague, who told me, not this was an interesting call, an interesting discussion. And then I said, oh, that's nice. Um, what do you mean by interesting? Is that interesting? Is this the interesting <laughs> American word? I, I was totally shocked because <laughs> it was like out of context. Interesting is something that I'm inter I'm interested yeah. in taking more sessions and listening to the podcast, right?
1: Right, right, right.
2: <laughs> this was I remembered this one. Uh Yeah, this was one of uh, one of the shocking. <laughs> <for> me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you mean it was it was very indirect in the way the other person said it? Like perhaps they meant. That was a bit of a disaster, but they would never say that. They said instead, oh, that
2: was interesting, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which for me as Israeli, like cards are uh, not not anywhere, but everything is transparent. And we right. get it to the point and cut it to the chase. And we do not have time to talk in riddles, I believe.
1: <laughs> you, would, you would just say, yeah, that was a disaster meeting. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, that sounds like something exactly I would say, I would say, okay, wow, that was, um, that was interesting. And then everybody would know, yeah, okay, that was a disaster. But <laughs> and, and so even yeah, even even points like that, do you feel like as your English has improved, you the kind of the, maybe the, the, the vagueness or the fog has lifted on some of these cultural differences that you that you work with, like you're able to maybe decode many more things?
2: I believe yes. Um, part of even understanding that there, there is the value layer and on top of it, the behavioral side right. of it, then there are things that we won't be able and we do not want to change, not in ourselves and not in, in other uh, people's culture, but behavior, even to understand why he mentioned in- interesting for that specific meeting it right. helps me a lot to understand that everything is good i mean our intentions are are good it's just a way to get there or the tool that we use or the uh, if it uh, if it is uh, deep down and rooted in our very core values this is something amazing I, I truly believe that working at salesforce and improving my english makes me a better person Even if we say inclusiveness and see see the other, uh, be active listener, all of these tools, which kind of uh, like do it in English, (laughs) whatever I'm interested in. And as Paula mentioned, it's a a super exciting um, um, topic about cultural gaps and perceptions and all of that. Just consume it in English. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So in a, in a, in a company like Salesforce that's so global. I mean, you we talk about sometimes in the learning and HR world, we talk about hard skills versus soft skills. You know, and what are the necessary skills that your employees should be learning? And it sounds like that these all these communication skills have really not they're not called so much soft skills, I guess, in in your situation, but they're very very uh, helpful. Yeah absolutely yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. great um what else do we have what what have been some of the uh, some of the other challenges that you've seen among colleagues because for you you know you said at the beginning it was hard to speak up uh, the cultural barrier sometimes it's a little bit hard to understand but also to come across as you would in in your own country so those are some of them um, have you ever seen um, that perhaps accent or pronunciation were a challenge or that's been less common?
2: I think this is less common. Um, maybe some of my Indian colleagues, but I meet them every day, literally every day. And every day, again, it's something like I bring some other diversity to the team because it's located in Israel. I do not work Friday I need to convey this message like thousands of times. And it's so funny when my kids come and ask me, mommy, why do you have to say that you're not working Friday and do work Sunday? This is how we, this is this is how the work goes, like Sunday yeah. to Thursday, isn't it? So uh, talking to my Indian colleagues every day makes it um, very, like my ear got used to their accent. And I'm as of now, I'm not working with anyone whose accent is very heavy or... It's like I cannot understand it. And I, I had some um, challenges like this in the past. There was a, some specific person I I talked to, um, not, not daily, not even weekly, but from time to time, and their accent was very heavy. I just try to summarize what they said or use a written text just to make sure that I got the the high level of what they they meant yeah. to say, so I believe that with variety of tools, I, I can I can get get through this as well. Um, but yeah, these days I'm I'm not experiencing any such uh, challenges.
0: That's good. Mm.
2: Great. It's a good ch- it's
0: a good um, piece of advice as well. You know, put it in text and uh, try to rephrase what they've said and summarize it. That's always great. It's one of the main challenges that we hear. We had a webinar last week where we talked about effective communication, and and someone wrote in the chat, "I'm scared that my accent will be, you know, that I, that people won't understand me because my accent is not good enough." That's usually sometimes more of a uh, psychological trick that we think that we're not good enough than what people actually get so as long as people understand you you know you're you're doing you're doing all right
2: <laughs> yeah and one more tip that i can share with uh, paula's great support and she always tell me a nut do not be afraid of making a mistake you do not have to be afraid of that we are all human and we make mistakes and we can get better we always have room for improvement this is another thing uh i i believe it it is referred to the long-term process mm. where uh with link with language and learning any language the sky's the limit and i can never say simon okay i'm done with learning english i know Word. all the idioms in the english <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> language it's always there and this is another great great opportunity to i, I always i keep telling paula i need you i'll ever <laughs> i'll ever need you and uh, there will not be a, a point with us which i i can stop and say okay i'm done with that yeah we can go to the next language
1: <laughs> it's not that, the case you know that's so that's so interesting because i'm just thinking about that a lot now around how are we viewing language learning are we viewing it as just this kind of more old school way of like a step-by-step kind of thing and then you just get to this point and then you're at this level and then good you get the stamp and that's good or are we viewing it more as a skill as a type of skill development right where you need to have targeted mistake focused practice again and again and again and you need to become comfortable with making those mistakes and realizing that's that's you're learning while making those mistakes is that you can't you can't learn a skill without mistakes and 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 that's that's so important and and I love the mindset that you have around that that yeah mistakes are good mistakes means that you're you're pushing and, and and that you're not just staying in the same place and I guess that kind of comes to to one of the last questions that I have is just really around what what do you feel like is next for you when it comes to English learning what do you feel like you, what's what's your next big goal that you want, or that you feel like, okay, I want to be able to do this or do that.
2: I think that phrasal verbs is definitely <laughs> okay. an area that I need to uh, to improve. Uh-huh. And uh, there is a direct or indirect uh, reference to the idioms with the phrasal uh-huh. verbs. You have to be very very accurate. I mean, you can't miss the, miss the word, right? right so you have right, to, right. to use them together. Uh, this is something that uh, i'm not good about and i would really like to to use it yeah. more fluently and yeah then we can check and talk about uh, literature english or uh, songs that i like yeah. and and take the the words of it and and i think there is no limit to how i can Uh, make it wider the way that I convey any message right so this is like uh, an amazing I I feel like uh, language is a muscle and I would like to keep it warm and and practice uh, daily and this is what makes it so it's like like yoga right like life (laughs) (laughs) being a parent being a parent to teen it's it's not something that I can say okay yeah I'm good at I know how to handle because uh, life challenges are <laughs> non-stop, right?
1: Yeah, exactly right. And I guess that's it, right? Finding the joy and the and the value in continuing to to learn and to do that. That's, yeah, that's great. That's I can so
2: recommend a, an excellent teacher if you need
1: any. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Paula, <laughs> Paula teaches me like everything every day anyway. So <laughs> I just go to her for advice.
2: <laughs> so I have something in common, right? Where yeah,
1: exactly right. <laughs>
2: Works both ways. It works, it works both
0: ways for sure. Yeah. So if you are... like, yeah. Sorry, Nat, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I just want to say if you like, I can give uh three examples of what I learned, and it has even uh, even cultural aspect in one of them, and something that specifically that I learned and I use all the time. Yeah, wow,
1: please, please.
2: Yeah, so as you know, as an Israeli, the our need to to bring in the sense of urgency and the word that we are using are very, I would even dare to say, blunt. <laughs> um, and I can tell you, Simon, we must meet, we must mm. go out, we must. And this, the use of the word must itself in Hebrew, it's like I'm just conveying the message that I'm very passionate about. And this can be like even to learn how people conceive my mm-hmm. words is is something amazing to first to picture it and understand and get aware of it and the next the next step here that i asked paula okay i said i did it for my homework i used this word must where i can use it i can it can be replaced so i learned with paula that i can say simon i am very positive that if we we'll meet, or if we go out, it will be, we can both benefit from it. Right. This is another thing to be aware of. And again, do everything in English.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) This is one. The other example is that in Hebrew, we say over then 90%. And in English, we don't need to use the 10, right?
1: Yeah. So
2: it took me, I don't know, it was a journey to understand, to say over 90% of the employee today meet over Zoom. Yeah. The then is such an integral part in Hebrew that I need to, when I take this mindset of English, I have to omit this one. No. And the last one is to refer to a single person with they or them. It's so Ooh. awkward. Something Hebrew. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is something that I use. And when I refer to a support agent or to another colleague, which we are not sure about to neutralize the gender, we right. so can say they or there right. or them. This is awesome. I use it. I use it a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. These are, these are three. <laughs> yeah. They're they, great examples because they're so specific. Um, and, you know, if I'm just hearing you speak, you know, I think, wow, she must really be focusing on so many other like different things that are so much more. But these are very specific uh, you know, grammar examples that that are so important, right, to the the basic kind of flow. And then once you get in the rhythm of those, then you can build on top of of that with, yeah, like you said, the idioms and the the phrasal verbs and everything like that. That's, that's exactly cool. the base, but I also basis. Always...
2: The, the basis is very very um, um, solid. Where yeah. Paula keeps me keeps me covered with expanding my vocabulary and grammar wise and and on top of that i can build so many other things I was sorry paula i off.
0: yeah yeah no, of course and i was just going to say that that you're already focusing on these very small examples and grammar points because your your basis is so solid that you can start worrying about the little things like that's not something we would ever start with it's like okay now you have your vocabulary you have your you have pretty much everything you need and it's just like start f- fine tuning uh, all the smaller things so yeah all right, I like those examples. So I think we can uh, wrap up. I, I wrote down some of the things that we covered and the tips that worked for you. And, and I was just like, w- would love to give a super quick recap if that's, if that's okay. Um, I, the first thing, and for me, it's one of the most important ones is to enjoy what you're doing, find what you're passionate about and start using that to uh, improve your English. So that was one. Uh, you also mentioned I make it part of my everyday life, and that means work, but that also means making a point, you know, for um, scheduling virtual coffee dates with with your colleagues. That's that's great, and and even when you're doing the laundry or when you're commuting to work, you listen to podcasts or to talks, TED talks, we've used TED talks in our sessions as well, very often. Um, What else? What have we said? You also really trust in the long-term, you know, journey and repetition. You keep repeating, you know, we, when we go over some sort of vocabulary, you are actively asking me, Paula, can you send me some more homework to, to review this again? Or can you bring it up again in, in a few weeks so that I make sure it sticks? That's huge. I also really really helps um i also wrote down you know learning um when you learn in chunks so you would learn the whole phrase you would try to use it you sometimes even create stories where you know you use those words over and over again you then bring it up to colleagues you listen to how they are using them so learning in context is also huge um what else am i missing something
1: mistake mistake focused uh being understanding that mistakes are important and critical to the learning process i love that you brought that up and that 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 was just uh yeah it's i think it's so cool and it's it's there's a lot of research being done about that actually around how important when skill development how important uh mistakes are to that so i think that's that's great and enjoying that enjoying that process that's that's really great
2: when you enjoy it you do not need to prioritize that right it's
1: there you go it's priority priority. for
2: you yeah (laughs) it's easy and there's just one more thing
0: that you haven't mentioned today but i know just because you've you've told me in the past that i really 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 like and is that you never miss a session we schedule a session every single week and we've been doing so for the last two years, unless there's something major and you even set your Slack t- status to learning English so that, you know, <laughs> you make sure you tell people, listen, this is my moment. I'm studying, I'm, I'm learning, I'm improving my English, I'm investing in myself and and that gives you almost like more of peace of mind that you know everyone knows that this is my moment, this is what I'm learning, and it's non-negotiable. And that's something that for busy people, it's great to just block that slot in your calendar and it's happening.
2: I pencil it in, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and that's that's so
1: great that that you know you're in an organization that prioritizes personal learning and that and that that journey and and giving you the the opportunity to do that that's that's really really cool
2: yeah and i'm trying to spread the word and invite so many other salesforce employees to to improve their english skills and yeah this is like this is amazing thank you so much for for the appreciation and for the warm words i'm thrilled and excited and happy <laughs> even more than i was before this session <laughs>
0: this was awesome i loved you know listening to to your your experience like this because we talk very often but this is not something we talk about every single day so it's it's so great it was really really nice having you
2: uh
0: here i'm sure there'll be more
2: (laughs) if you're you know (laughs) thank you so much time flies like Everything, yeah. Simon. Uh, one minute before the session closes, uh, Paula and myself said, "Okay, can we start?"
0: <laughs> like <Yeah>. sixty
2: minutes, <laughs> we talk now, and we feel like time flies. Really. There you go. Thank you so much, Simon and Paula, for having me here today.
1: Absolutely, and 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 yeah, it was it was our pleasure. I mean, this is just so cool to see, and and one of the uh, the reason why I, I truly love this and, and feel like. You know, our mission at Talera is like we're seeing it happen and, and talking with with you and and it's just amazing to see, you know, what it's done for you and 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 how you know how you use it in your life and how it helps you both professionally and personally and that's that's amazing. Um, so are we wrapping it up here? I think that is it for today. We all have very uh, busy lives and, uh, and not probably you more than most. So we really appreciate you uh, carving out you know, an hour out of, out of your day for this. And um, yeah, uh, for, for everybody that is listening, you'll be able to find the blog post, I'm sure, with all the tips and um, and, um, you know, reach out to us, to Paulo or myself on, on LinkedIn, if, if you have any other ideas about um, about podcast episodes. Um, but for today, that is it. And that, again, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess if that's it for us, then as always, to all of our listeners out there, keep learning. Keep learning. There you go.
2: <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: And that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed it and remember to subscribe to Talera Talks. We'll be back soon with more.
1: And visit our website at talera.com for more valuable content on business English. You can also request a free consultation on the best ways for you and your team to improve your communication skills. So have a great day and keep learning.